you a true motorsports enthusiast seeking premium safety equipment? Do you need expert advice to make the right choice? Look no further. Go to ogracing.com. The ultimate destination for high-quality motorsports gear. OG stocks. It's not OG. OG stocks products from the largest manufacturers, including Sparco, OMP, Alpine Stars, and much more. OG Racing is offering. It's OG is offering an exclusive 15% to our listeners. Use code SLIPANGLE15 at OGRacing.com during checkout. It's OG, Emma. You'll get free standard shipping on orders over $100. Don't miss out. Visit OGRacing.com and use SLIPANGLE15 at checkout. That's OGRacing and OGRacing.com and SLIPANGLE15 at checkout. Hey everybody, do you have a trailer sitting around that only gets used a few times a year for track events or chores or home center runs or whatever? You can rent out your open, enclosed car hauler, dump trailer, travel trailer, etc. when you're not using it on tolos.com, T-O-W-L-O-S.com. If you currently street drive your track, autocross, or drift car to events and need a trailer to travel further, make sure to check out tolos.com. Find car hauler trailers available near you. They're building up their inventory. And uh, maybe you can add to it or use it. Don't feel the need to purchase a $5,000 or more trailer when you can rent one for $100 a day or less on Tolos. Let your trailer collect money, not dust. Tolos is an online trailer sharing marketplace. Stoked to help build that marketplace and uh, maybe you can contribute or use a trailer soon. For years, Slip Angle and Apex Pro have worked together to help make drivers faster. The all-new Apex Pro mobile app for iOS and Android is now available on the App Store and Google Play Store. Download the new app for free, create a user account to log as many laps as you'd like using your phone as the GPS source. Apex Pro is the app for timing your laps and logging your data at the track. With video recording and intuitive analysis features, plus the ability to easily share and compare data, Apex Pro is the best way to learn about your driving trackside. Apex Pro includes leaderboards so you can see where you stack up against other users, and Apex Pro lets you see other drivers on track in real time with the Crew View feature. Upload your data easily to FireLabs to compare with drivers using other data devices. Download for iOS and Android today by searching Apex Pro New. Man, I'm doing a podcast. It's been a couple weeks. Uh, I'm at PRI with Ross Bentley. What's happening, man? Uh, I'm hanging out with PRI with you. Yeah, we're we just stole a couple of chairs. We did. We stole them. I've been up on the balcony by the main entrance, just watching cars that I know, and then grid life clips and stuff. They're broadcasting them like right above the food court. It makes me so happy. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> like it's such a, it's uh, it's such a weird feeling. But, I mean, I, no. I, I, did you ever think that would happen? No, no, I don't. <laughs> Why not? You need to think. Uh, so dream bigger. There you go. So, <laughs> actually, a thing that. A thing that I've noticed, and I keep like listening to like motivational things, you know, like when you get burned out, you want to try to keep that momentum up. A thing that I've noticed is when, when you think about something long enough, uh, and you actually pursue that as a goal, generally it happens. It's amazing how that works. Weird. <laughs> Weird. Yeah. Uh, it's a magic. Is it karma? Is it? I, I think it might just be like the human uh, spirit makes it happen eventually, like because you just keep working and grinding and working and grinding, but. I think it's quantum oh. physics. I don't know how that works. <laughs> yeah. It might be. But, um, Not that I know. Any, the only thing I know about quantum physics is how to say quantum physics. It, and as soon as you say that, people you think, sound oh, you awesome. must be smart. If you had a British accent like Adam oh. from Garmin, who we just talked to, oh, you yeah. would sound really smart. Yeah. <laughs> how's, uh, how's, how's the life of a, a pro coach and a podcaster and, a, and everything nowadays? I think, was it last year we talked to you? And I forgot my SD card and we talked on the phone uh, at PRI. Then, yeah. That was embarrassing <laughs> what, for me. When, when did I do, uh, when was I at Gingerman with you? I, I've seen you since then. Yeah. I've, I saw you at Gingerman la- this year. Was that? That was this year, that right? That was May, <laughs> I think. And then last year at NJMP? Yes. Yep. Yeah. So, uh, yeah, busy. Yeah. Although that's kind of. I don't know of too many people in motorsport who are not busy. It, it doesn't seem like you get anywhere if you're not busy. Yeah. Uh, cause, yeah. I mean, I've, I could I could be just an HPD driver. That sounds fantastic, actually, uh, and not be busy. But, I mean, I would probably just go to Gingerman twice a year, and that'd be fine. But, uh, yeah, the people that, that are in our circles are probably pretty busy. Uh, I can't I, – I keep trying to get less busy. Yeah. Uh, but – 
then I just fill in the less busy times with something You're else. You're like, hey, I got free time, so I should probably make money or do something yeah, that I like, yeah. and now I'm busy again. Although, I'm not sure I've ever experienced this thing called free time. Yeah, you, you've had, how many years have you done this for a living? Like well, you've had a lot of years of flying around the world. I guess it depends a little bit on how you define this. Well, racing as a uh, life. I had a... Like it's been your entire adult life, right? Let's The last time, this kind of also shows how old I am, but... <laughs> The last time that I actually had a job yeah. was in 1985. What was that job? I, I, had a jo- I was a petroleum technician. I okay. tested fuel and oil yeah. from the, the power company in British Columbia. Yeah. They have you know, hydroelectric dams and you know, yeah. all this kind of stuff. And I get oil and fuel samples mm-hmm. every month from all these different locations. And I test it and say engine's going to need a rebuild or that really? whatever so i did that yeah that, that was my job that i had for okay. three years four years and, and that went, was 38 years ago yeah and then well i'm glad you could do the math yeah. uh, you've done motorsports almost my entire life yeah yeah, yeah. <laughs> so yes I was, uh, yeah, I was, I only did the math because I was born in 83 and I know I'm 40, so it's easy to Ooh. subtract two. Uh, wow. 40 minus two is 38. Can I, can I tell you my favorite joke? What's that? There are three kinds of people in the world. Yeah. Those who are good at math and those who aren't. Yeah. That's, awesome. that's a pretty good joke. <laughs> yep. Um, how many days a year were you on an airplane this year? Uh, I don't know, but I, I will do... Um, probably 250,000 miles. Holy cow. This year? Yeah. Do, does that get you, like, awesome status? Well, I get the top. So I have top-level status okay. with United and with Alaska Airlines. Okay. And so there is that. Now, next year, I'm going to travel less. I'm actually making a change in what Are I you do. you sure? <laughs> you positive? Well. We just talked about this about 38 seconds ago. <laughs> I am absolutely 100% positive that that's my plan for yeah. next year. Okay. And the reason is, is that it's finally gotten to the point where I can do what I want to do the way I've been thinking that I could do it someday. Okay. And the technology has gotten to the point where... I was, I was going to say, is that because of technology? Yeah. And, I can, yeah. you know, I go to a races now right. this year, and I would sit in pit lane looking at monitors. Which you could do from your house. And I could do that from home. Right. So it's gotten to the point where I can watch the live telemetry. Right. At the end of the session, I'll sit in on the engineering debrief session, yep. you know, on a Zoom call, right. essentially. And I will have conversations with my driver after the session, before the session. Yeah. And we'll go through the data and the video after each session. Right. So I can do all of that stuff remotely now. That's kind of amazing. You probably couldn't... Yeah, you probably could be just as effective, like, for the most part. Yeah, and... From a telephone and a... Yeah, If yeah. they have an internet connection, and you do too. Yeah. yeah. I mean, there, there are some things that I think will not be right. quite as good. There is nothing like being able to look into a driver's eyes Yeah, immediately after they get right. out of the car, and you go, hmm, car's not good. Something's or, wrong. Yeah. Yeah. What's so, wrong with that driver or the car? Yeah. I, I'm going to... You could have the Ross robot, just an iPad that somebody <laughs> walks around with. You yeah. Know? yeah. Could do that. Yeah. I've I've really been tempted to try and build an Adam Jabay robot that like could be a, a kiosk at our events and I could stay at my house and I could do the driver's meeting and man someday it, it could be done it can be done I mean there are so many things so. but but yeah like you said being being there is a thing too obviously yeah so you know it'll probably lack a little bit uh, part of the reason I can do this though is because I've worked with this driver for coming up on five years now oh, wow so I know him well enough yep. that I can you know I, I'll be able to hear it in his voice right so okay. there is that. And, uh, How many drivers in a typical year do you work with? So the past few years, I've purposely cut it back to prime, like right. one driver for the whole season. Yeah. And then just a few one-offs here and there. Okay. And one or two off kind of thing. Right. But I purposely have done that. Now, I may possibly do a few more of those sort of one, two off. Kind okay. Of a coaching if you can things. do it this way. Yeah. So yeah. because I'm not going to be traveling as much for the other stuff, mm-hmm. then I, you know, I don't. I don't want to stop traveling. Right. I don't want to stop going to racetracks because right. they're home to me. Right. So I don't want to entirely cut that out. But the, you know, the on a plane. What's a slog, man? Four weeks out of a month. Yeah, a lot of hotels. Pretty much a month. A lot of planes. Yeah. Yeah. So that part of it just gets really tiring and you know, to the point where you're getting on a plane going, do I really want to do this? Yeah. Of course, once you get to the track, you go, yes, I really want to do this. Right, right. But I, I, I guess I want to get it to the point where... 
even when I'm getting on a plane, I'm yeah. excited again. Yeah. And and then just, you know, I get bored doing the same thing yeah. all the time. And the fact that now I can do it remotely. You can diversify. It's a new, it's new technology. I, right. I want to learn how to use this. I want to learn how to make the most of it. And, right. You know, if, if I'm like anybody in motorsport, right, if you're static, you're in last place. Right. So. What's wrong with being last place? At least you got in the race. Well, there, there's that. Yeah. Yeah. There, there is, like, in a similar vein, not nearly as wild as your schedule. We had a lot of events in a short period of time this summer. Like, we did, we did four events in five weekends. And, like, yeah. some of those were pretty big productions. And we're traveling via old RVs and trailers and things like that. We have to move all of our stuff, you know. Uh, we purposefully really tried to spread the schedule out. So everything's got several weeks in between, which is really hard to do with track rentals because, like, tracks aren't just available waiting for you to come. Um, but uh, really happy with how that went. And I think maybe I'll like it more if I don't hate it as much. <laughs> yes, I know what that's like. Yeah. Yeah. The, uh, you got to have a little bit of a, a balance. But um, you were just saying that when you ask people, previously before we start recording, when you ask people, like, what are the three most important things that you do? People are saying the podcast right now. What, yeah. uh, what's going on in the podcast world for you? So Jeff Brown and I have been doing this no dumb questions thing yeah, for the great, past, by the way, I don't know, a year and a half. And we're going to have Jeff on in a week or two, which I'm excited about. We yeah. try, to, try to do it around PRI every year. So. Yeah, and Jeff and I have a blast doing that for two, two reasons. He and I just, we just like talking with each other. Right. He's so and, easy to talk to. Yeah. And the first time I met him, he shook my hand, and then we did a three-hour podcast. <laughs> like, it was yeah, yeah. What a good dude. Yeah, yeah, and he's such a good person. So, um, and the the second reason is we actually don't do any preparation. Yeah, we just get on there and like five minutes before him, we go. This is a question that I've been asked by email. This okay. is the one, and we just jump in and go. Yeah. So I like that part of it, but even that, you know, it's getting a little bit old. Yeah. How many years have you done a show in some capacity? Like four or five. It's uh, been a while. Thinking it's been five years, yeah. Yep, it's been yeah. a while. But um, so we're, right now we're scheduled January 2024 will be our last No Dumb Question episode. Okay. Yep. No, I'm not saying it's the last forever. We for may, now, yeah. For now. Right. That's a that g- good way of putting it. It's for now. Because Jeff and Sam Smith, Sam who is... He's written for a bunch of things. Uh, Road and Track, yeah. Hegarty, Road Automobile. and Track is where I where I found out about. Yeah. yeah, Wired. I mean, he is the best automotive journalist in as far as far as I'm concerned. Yeah, and he also races. He does. Yeah. He, he does some. Club he's racing. a real racer. Yeah. Yep. It, there are times when Sam talks, mm-hmm. and he'll stop, and I'll just go, "Words." Yeah. You're a magician with words, like the way. He, <laughs> and he's an incredible yeah. storyteller. Okay. So. How old is he, by the way? Um, it's got to be around my age. Your age. 40-ish, yes. yeah. yeah. Uh, Sam, if you're listening, uh, I think Sam is 19. I mean, I've never met him, so I don't know what he looks yeah. like. But yeah. I've seen yeah. his words for a while, so he must be close <laughs> to my age. Yeah, yes. So yeah. Sam and I have been talking for a long time about different things and stories and, right. and everything. And, and then I was like, why don't we do something a little different? So we're launching a podcast in January okay. called It's Not the Car. And it's really taking a look at things that happened in motorsport Mm -hmm. that seem like they're about the car. Like, we did an episode where we talked about the McLaren F1. Mm -hmm. Yeah. One of the coolest cars ever built. Yeah. But it's not about the car. It's about the people that were behind it. Okay. It's about the things that happened with it. And then, ironically, we found out that Sam said something like, hey, I did a road test of the McLaren F1 uh, for road and track. Yeah. And I'm going, which car? And he explained it. And I'm going, uh, Sam, I drove that car too. Yeah. I was a guest at a BMW event and I had to do a demo, I had to do demo laps in this car. So we found out that You got to do demo I, laps in an F1? Yeah. <laughs> That's cool. So we had, we had both driven the exact right, same right. car. So we had that experience. And so it's about that. It's about, yeah. uh, you know, going way, 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 way back to, people listening to this not even knowing that it existed but there was a race in Italy in the 50s called the Mille Miglia mm-hmm. and the famous Sterling Moss oh, and yeah, Dennis yeah. Jenkinson's winning it in this Mercedes we talk about that we talk about Alexander Rossi winning the Indy 500 awesome. and it's and it's just about stories but yeah. I think there are takeaways for everybody out of it okay. too and they're fun stories and when Sam talks 
It's right. fun. He's easy to listen to. Oh, it's going to be fun. That's cool. Yeah. Uh, you're, you're launching that in January? January, okay. yeah. yeah. Is, uh, is anything going to happen with Speed Secrets, or is that just a do it, do it again when I, uh, when I have time? Or? Well, you know, I did take a break somewhere yeah, in that five-year period for about six, eight months, I think, right. and then restarted again. So yep. that's why I'm saying it's not, it's not done. I have a feeling yeah. that cool. uh, it, I, it'll come back. It'll continue to do it. But... Um, you know, I got a lot of other projects on the go, and I'm right. having a blast with all of them too. So, yeah. Um, what uh, What's a highlight of your year in like 2023? Do you have any, anything that comes to mind? Because you've been doing stuff with Garmin. You've been all over the place. You were at one of our events, as you said, with Garmin last year and this year. Oh, so the um, highlight was the Grid Life event. Probably was not that. Yeah, it was the Grid Life event <laughs> for sure. <laughs> no. um, yeah. What uh, What's the stuff that you like look back on finally in a year like like this? So for sure, the, the, the events that I go to when I'm doing these things for Garmin, yeah. and you, know, you, you, you mentioned the, you know, how you could recreate yourself in a kiosk. And, and oh, that would be great, wouldn't it? So the Garmin Catalyst has been described jokingly as Ross in a box. <laughs> so okay. can I tell you a little tangent story? Sure. Yeah. So one day, a few months ago, I'm talking to my daughter. My daughter is 28 years old. Okay. Uh, and, and this is kind of a weird telling this story here, but so I'm talking and I forget, I you know, I said, I'm going off and going on this trip or something like that. Mm-hmm. She's, you know, what are you doing this for? And I, or what are you doing? And I go in this track and it's for Garmin. And she's like, what's, what's, what's the Garmin thing? And I explained to her and I, and I kind of go, you know, some people have called it sort of like, it's the Ross in the box. Yeah. She cracks up and falls on the floor laughing. Yeah. And then I go, this, I know it's kind of funny, but she goes, she goes, dad, I, I forget all the time that you're somebody. <laughs> That's cool. And I'm like, yeah, I guess you know, I'm just your dad, right? Thanks. Yeah. 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 So, That's pretty wild. So I'm going to say that conversation with my daughter was probably the highlight. Of the okay. Year. Yeah. That's not uh, a bad highlight. No, no. So it was pretty cool. My daughter finally went that I'm realized that I'm somebody. Yeah. You know? Oh yeah. My dad has a career and people know who he is yeah. and they yeah. read his books and yeah. yeah. Uh, so uh, in, so the events I get to go to, you know, my driver in IMSA won, we won at uh, Indianapolis, we right. won at uh, Laguna Seca. So we had some really good wins this year. Yeah. Uh, unfortunately, the last race didn't turn out. We missed the championship. We should have won it, but we had a problem. Right. Um, so that was really cool. And um, I'm going to say two highlights. Uh, I started writing on Substack. Yeah, I saw that. And then, you know, some people go, what is Substack? Mm-hmm. And the best way I can you can describe it is it's like a blog. Yeah. But it's a platform of all these different blogs. Mm-hmm. And it's just a really simple way to get out my writing. And I've right. had a lot of fun writing this year, be- more than I've had in a while, because uh, most of what I've written in the past, or a lot of what I've written in the past, is how-to articles. Okay. And this year I've been sort of, I write some opinion pieces. Yeah. You know, I watch a Formula One race and I get on there and say, well, this is what I think about. I've noticed your, uh, your emails are they're different than yeah. they were in the yeah. past. Yep. And kind of, you know, trying to tell some stories and explain right. things. So I'm having fun with that. And then the other thing is launch this speedsecrets.ai. Okay. So the, you know, uh, like everybody, you know, there's chat GPT. Right. This is like the speed secrets version of chat GPT. I didn't know you did that. Yeah. I guess I haven't noticed that. Go to speedsecrets.ai. Okay. And... Essentially, it's so. I I spent some time with Chat GPT, right. which is you know a weird thing because it was actually at PRI a year ago when I sat down right. for dinner with the guys with Garmin, and one of the guys pulled out and said, "Have you seen this Chat GPT thing?" Yeah. So over dinner, we started playing with it, and I started like, ask it what trail breaking is. Uh huh. And so I spent a few months kind of learning about it and trying things, and right. found out that. Probably seventy five percent of the time what chat GPT gives you mm-hmm. is good. Right. But there's another twenty five percent that's pulled from some weird place on the internet. Yeah. Definitely not some place you wrote. <laughs> yeah. So then I had a interesting had a guy that has been to a good life event, uh, Jesse okay. Stewart, who um, his he's a tech guy. Okay. And he's a racer. Yeah. And he said, you know, we could do a speed secrets version of chat GPT. Interesting. So we did that in it pulls from i realized i had over five million words 
Oh my god! That I created. Have you really? Yeah. So it pulls from all of your archive of everything. Everything. Really. And every month I update it with more. Right. That I've right. You're just feeding and, it more things. And I also can take a look at what's coming out of the back end of it. Okay. And I can look at it and go, you know what? That I'm going to need to change that so the next time somebody asks that question, the answer gets a little better. So it keeps okay. getting better and better and better. Have you have you ever found yourself to be wrong in the past? Like, have you asked it something and been like, who is this guy? Well, the the great the kind of the good the good thing is is that because I can get into the back end of it. Right. So like if you ask it a question, yeah, I can see the question you asked and what the response was. Yeah, but I can also click on a thing that that, that tells me the source. And, really? And okay. if I see something in there that the answer is, it's okay. Right. But it's like where like it did one time I got one that where. I had used an analogy yeah. in one of my articles, and it took that as the truth. Right, right. When it was really meant to be an example, sort of a... I could see that being a problem. And, and so it took that, and in fact, it was talking about the end of breaking point, you know, mm-hmm. how you come into a corner and it's the end, that point where your foot comes off the brake pedal. But I use an analogy of, as you come up to a traffic light, right. you look at the point you're going to be stopped. So it said something about stopping. I'm like, sorry, that didn't happen on the track. Right. So I can see well, that I mean, source. Sometimes it does. Yeah, it's well, usually it not that. good. <laughs> Hopefully not good. Yeah. So I yeah. can go in there and edit that and change it so it'll never take that again. Gotcha. Gotcha. So. Uh, That's pretty cool. Yeah. And it, it, it's, uh, you know. That I, seems I, like it would have been a lot of work to make. But maybe it's maybe it wouldn't. I have no idea. I have no concept of that. I don't know the actual part. And I know that Jesse does some magic back there to make right. it all work. But. The actual putting the content in there, that part of it is relatively easy. Right. So I just need to make sure the content going in is right, and that's pretty. Uh, that's pretty unique. Yeah, it, it's 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 fun, and you know, in the very beginning when I first learned about ChatGPT, I went, yeah. "Rut row." Yeah. I'm out of a job. Well, I think every writer thought that. Yeah, and then but, I, then I read some somewhere where somebody said, ChatGPT or AI stuff is not going to replace anybody. Yeah. Somebody using ChatGPT is going to replace people. Yeah. yeah. Because if you're not using it, you're going to get left behind. Interesting. And I actually think it's the same kind of thing. If you're at the track mm-hmm. and you're like, you know, I, I've got this question. Who do I ask? Right. It's right there. Interesting. Yeah. So. Speedsecrets.ai. Yeah. That's. I, um, wild. Yeah. You've got a lot going on, man. You, you know me. <laughs> I, get, I get bored. So. Okay. And if I'm not doing something new. Yeah, uh, like I said, I feel like I'm getting left behind. When was the last time you drove a racetrack uh, at speed? Uh, September first. Okay, just well, happened to be this little track in Germany called the Nurburgring. Oh yeah, heard of it. Yeah, heard of it. So that's you know I still take a group of people yeah. to the Nurburgring and Spa okay. every year. You've done that for a bunch of years now, right? Yeah, and unfortunately last year, uh, the week, the like a couple of days. Before the trip, yeah. yeah, I got COVID, right? So I couldn't go. So my group went with our regular guys and all that, but yeah. I couldn't go, so I missed out on it. So man, I hope they got a refund without without a Ross. It doesn't seem like a trip. Well, <laughs> I'm just gonna kidding. Say, I'm, I'm just gonna say they got the bonus. They, they didn't have, they, yeah, have to put up with me. I was just gonna say yeah. maybe it was a perk and yeah, not a yeah, bug. Yeah, yeah. I wonder why these people keep sending me these uh, infected uh, yeah. masks all the time, trying to make me sick again. Yeah, the uh, the smallpox blankets or whatever. Man. <laughs> Yeah. Um, what uh, what did you drive on the Nurburgring? Uh, let's see. If it was a diesel four cylinder Econo box, well, that'd be fine too. Um, I did a lap in a GT3, okay. Porsche GT3. Um, but I typically, when I go, I prefer small. Yep. Uh, you know. Like a, a Renault Megane, you can push uh, the limits in a smaller Civic Si, yeah, a smaller regular car too. Focus um, RS fo- or whatever. Yeah, yeah. Yep. Uh, so, you know, the whole uh, it's better to drive a slow car fast than a yeah, fast yeah. car slow. Yeah, I'm in that world. That's my life. Yeah. Uh, yeah. So, I go and drive a Porsche GT3 RS or something yeah. at the ring, and the margin I leave is big margin. Yeah. In yeah. those cars, there is yeah. no margin. No, exactly. Yeah, my Sunday Cup Honda Fit in our Time Attack series. It's basically B-Spec for Time Attack, right? There's no margins. Guess who crashes the most, actually? The Sunday Cup cars actually probably hit the wall as much as anybody else. Yeah. But the margins are 
you can correct a lot when you're 60 miles an hour slower than the, the really fast cars. Yeah. But it also is a pretty thrilling driving experience, you know, when you're at the limit. Like, yeah. it's got to be more fun, got kind of nicer experience at the Nürburgring almost when it's... Especially when it rains a little yeah. bit. And, w- and if you write it off, you can buy a Focus. You don't want to buy a GT3. No, no. <laughs> yeah. So a few years ago at the ring, uh, somebody wanted two laps of data. Okay. So they put a data system in a car and right. said, go. Right. And it was a Renault Megane. Okay. And I went and did two laps, quick as I could. Mm-hmm. Came in, and they went, those two laps were within four-tenths of a second. At the Nürburgring? Yes. It's like, what, a nine-minute lap time, ten-minute yes. lap time? Yes. Four-tenths? Four-tenths. That's And dumb. I'm going, I don't know how that's possible, because I don't care who you are. Right. You can't be. Cons- but the thing is, is that when you're up against the limit, right, right, right. that's the limit. Right. With a GT3, you're going to be, I'll be off here a little bit, right. maybe a little closer here, a little bit off more off here. That's really close, though. Yeah. I mean, that's <laughs> it crazy. Kind of, it was kind of crazy surprising. Yeah. Yeah. That's crazy. Yeah. Four tenths? <laughs> What's the, is that like a small turbo thing or is that a like real uh, slow car? I don't know anything about a Renault Megane. I'm going to say a Megane is like a, you know, a, I'm going to say slightly better than like a new Civic Si. Oh, okay. So uh, it's a, like, Good handling. Yeah, moderate quick. performance economy car. Yeah. Yeah. Interesting. Yeah. I don't know anything about the Renault lineup. Yeah, it's. I thought it was called Renault until like five years ago. Yeah. 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 A Renault. <laughs> Typical Megan. American. You yeah. Know? <laughs> yeah. 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 Interesting. Yeah, it's. Uh, yeah. What was your favorite thing that you drove this year? Um, so, in our trip this year, mm-hmm. we did one day at Spa in Belgium. Right. And then a day off, and then two days at the ring. To drive from Spa to Nurburg, you know, we say it's usually an hour and 15 minutes. Right. It's been done well under an hour, as you can imagine. Probably. Because it's really cool. But what we did this year, we took our group on a tour. Okay. And we basically just gave people different GPS coordinates, like get there. Yeah, okay. And get there whenever you want and everything. And, but we're going to meet at lunch in this thing. Okay. So we did that. And Ron Simons, who is RSR Nurburg, RSR Spa, mm-hmm. the company that we partner with and okay. supplies the cars and everything, um, he had three Ferraris okay. that he needed to have moved from Spa to Nurburg. I wonder whose job one of those was. Yeah. So what, what kind of Ron, Ferraris? Tom, my partner from Seattle in, the, in this thing, and mm-hmm. myself... Uh, we were going to drive these three. But the idea is we were going to take these all these different roads that Ron knows. Yeah. And it was, we turned it into like a four-hour drive mm-hmm. through the Moselle Valley. And we had a 2004-ish uh, 550 Marinello. Oh, geez. We had a 2012-ish. Yeah. I think that was the F12. Okay. And then... Uh, I don't know. The, I guess what was the the five nine nine? That was the latest one. I can't remember. Yeah. You know, but a Ferrari. They're all, all all those really pretty yeah. front engine Ferraris. Yeah, and big GT cars. Yes. Yep. And so we would drive for forty five minutes. Swap stop, a car. Swap cars. That's and, cool. And following Ron on these roads that he knows. Yeah. And let's just say there were times when we were going probably, well. If, if we were driving in North America, it mm-hmm. would have been totally inappropriate. Totally inappropriate. <laughs> that, that, uh, that sounds awesome. But in Germany, in that area, yeah. it was... I have so, zero similar experiences to that at all. So. All I can tell you was it was just an incredibly fun experience. That's cool. And my wife, who has always been a big Ferrari fan, yeah. just sitting... She was with you? She was with me, sitting That's beside cool. me the whole time and just like... Cool, I want this one. Cool, yeah. I want this one. Cool, I want this one. So, Be- yeah. Being led around by somebody who really knows where they're at, too, especially in, like, you know, roads that are fun but also dangerous, Yeah, that's that's the way to do it. Yeah. I mean, I've only driven the tail of the dragon one time, uh, and it was following literally an expert, like expert-level driver, and we were in low-limit Sunday Cup Honda Fits, and one of the craziest experiences I've ever had. And we weren't even going that fast. Yeah. But... But he knows every turn. He could he could draw it out from memory. He's done it two hundred times. Yeah, yeah. Uh, just 
I mean, it's phenomenal to be led around an amazing road. That's, that's the best way to experience it. Yeah, there's no way that I would have driven the yeah. way I did if yeah. I wasn't following Ron. Yes. Same thing with me following Matt Williams and Tale of the Dragon. Like, yeah. oh my gosh, this works? <laughs> yeah. I, I would never even approach that. And yeah. we, but we never put a wheel over a line. Yeah. You know, just do it right. Yeah. Uh, that kind of stuff is so fun. Yeah. What, uh, um, what's, what's the year next year for you, like, travel-wise, as far as trips like that? Uh, that's, well, a, that's a thing that keeps happening? Yeah, yeah. We're going to continue to do that. Um, we're just, you know... By beginning of January, we should have the dates. Okay. We always got to wait for the... How long is that trip? Uh, it depends. Every year, it just depends on how we get the dates lined up. Gotcha. This past year, doing one day at spa, yeah. a day off, and then two days at the ring, that's the actual okay. perfect setup. Yeah. But there have been years where you know the gap between spa and Nürburgring is three days. Okay. Or sometimes they're back-to-back. Right. And sometimes it's the ring two days and then spa for a day. Mm-hmm. So it just depends on how we can get the track dates. Okay. We have dates for spa now, but we don't have them for Nürburgring yet. Right. And, you know, we take and that's a like a rental track day at the Nürburgring, not just a, a tourist day or whatever Correct. they call it? Correct. Not one of the... What do they call that? Tourist and Fountain. Yeah, it's just like open track. Otherwise known lap. as terrace session. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> that's like kind of like a toll road then. You buy a lap and you drive it, right? Yeah. Yep. Exactly. So crazy. Yeah. It, it, it is one of those things that I, I have to say when I first drove the ring, right. I was kind of like, you know, this is just like driving a crazy mountain highway that right. goes on forever. And then you do a f- couple more laps and a few more laps. And for some people, it's, you know, 10, 15 laps. Some people, it's 100 laps. But right. all of a sudden you go, oh, I know this where is I'm the at. circuit. Yeah. You okay. know, we're back to where we started from. How, how many laps do you think you've done there? I, I'm probably only in the... 100 okay. to 150 still a lot it, it, That's a it lot. is um yeah i don't know how anybody memorizes it like it seems but then again i followed somebody on the tail of the dragon that has it memorized yeah. that seems like the impossible thing to memorize right you know? right that's uh that's very cool some people you know some people are i know people that have they have 500 laps mm-hmm. and they can't tell you where every corner is yeah and you know others that have 20 laps and they can tell you every corner right. so you know some of it is just how you study it too and yeah how you put it to memory so one of, still one of the craziest in-car videos that i've ever watched was it was i think it was at a vln 24-hour race or something lee keen in a yes in the wet in the wet and the, at dark yeah just one of the craziest things i've ever seen yeah but yeah it, that place got to be terrifying at night it in is the rain. so much fun and then you know, the Nürburgring and Spa yeah. together, like they're very different. Mm-hmm. You know, with the ring, you've got to give yourself a little bit more cushion. Okay. Spa, you just flat out. Yeah. And it, it's a magical place because of just the nature of the corners right. and everything. And, and, and the history it, and all that stuff. The history. Stuff. I mean, it is absolutely the, I'm going to say it is the most beautiful racetrack I've ever been to. Have you been to every racetrack, you think? <laughs> not everyone. No? You know, I have not. There are some that I still want to go to. I want to go to Fuji. Oh, yeah. Okay. You know, okay. so. I uh, think you've been to almost everyone in North America or no? A bunch are, of little club tracks you haven't been to maybe? There's a or? couple. Um, uh, what was I thinking just recently that somebody mentioned I have not been to? So there's a couple. Mm-hmm. Um, Somebody mentioned uh, Podium, Podium Club in uh, in Arizona. Yeah, yeah. Not been there yet. Okay, looks like I'm going to be. I was literally just talking to a Podium Club member like an hour ago. Okay, yeah, yeah. says it's cool. Yeah, it looks like I'm going to go yeah. do some coaching there. That's cool. Uh, so yeah, so you know. so Spa is the most pretty place. I'm going to say yeah. It, What's it, your favorite racetrack? The next one. <laughs> you have told me that before. Yeah, yeah. I, th- I thought. I think I've asked him this yeah, before. Yeah. Do you so, actually have one that you think is like the place that you would go if you had to do a track day with unlimited funds? Do you have a place? It's a. It depends a little bit on what what the event and everything. So, spa is up there. Mm-hmm. Um, Phillip Island, Australia. Okay. Phillip Island is also beautiful. Yeah. Uh, because I've never even heard of Phillip Island. It, it's it's. Like MotoGP runs right. there, and it is stunning. Okay. And it's on an island. It's actually on an island? Yeah. Like, just, you drive about an hour and a half south of Melbourne. Yeah. You cross over a bridge onto an island. That's cool. And you, go, you come through turn two, 
And when you come around turn two, you can see waves from the ocean splashing up on the beach. That's crazy. And, you know, and then you're like, I gotta, you know, I gotta there's look kangaroos and koalas and, you know, like all the Australian stuff. Yeah. So, and it's really, it's got some really cool corners, some pretty okay. fast stuff. It, it, in some ways, the layout, it's nothing like spa, but yeah. the same feeling of that fast flowing. Yeah. But also a couple of little technical things thrown in there. How, how close in, in flowing is like... Lime Rock is like the most flowy, fast place I've ever been. Um, is there anything feel similarity-wise? To I mean, is that like similar in the flowing to Spa? Spa just way faster. Spa is faster. Yeah, and I got, you you'd have to you know multiply Lime Rock by four times, ten times. Something yes. Like that. How long is Spa? Spa is. Three and a half miles. Okay, I thought it was about Road America size. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. Uh, yep. You know my. Yeah, that's like that's three lime rocks. I'm, I'm going to say my favorite, my favorite racetrack to yeah. drive, just pure driving. Most part, Canadian Tire Motorsport Park. Yeah. It I hear, is. I hear that so a lot. Fast. I hear that a lot. I'm going to say like it is just so fast that when you get it right, yeah, you can get out of the car and go, man, I did something special there. Got to be. Got to be so rowdy. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> You know, I love Laguna Seca. I just drove it for the first time. I mean, as you know, I mean, it's a fun, it's a Dude, fun, it's fun track. It's freaking gnarly. Yeah. <laughs> Plus, Monterey is just a pretty damn nice pretty. place to be. That county is tough to deal with when you're producing an event. Yeah. But good grief, is that a venue? Yeah. That place is the place. Yeah. Yeah. I didn't think I would love it. Yeah. Because leading up to our our festival that we did there, it was not easy. Not anybody in the track particularly. Just all the hurdles you have to jump through to produce a spectator event at that facility. Like the tents needed, like every little vendor tent needed an exit sign and a fire extinguisher. And that's just like, that's the easy hurdle. It's a lot of hurdles, a lot of inspections, stuff like that. Right. But um, I didn't think I'd love that place. But I think I love that place. Yeah. Like, oh my gosh. Yeah. It's, the hype is real. Yeah. Like that hype yeah. is real. And, I felt the same way about Lime Rock. Like, yeah. didn't think I'd love that place. Drove one race, like in a borrowed car that I'd never driven, and thought, I think I'm in love. Like, fast-flowing tracks are cool. So the only problem that I have with Lime Rock is, like I said earlier, I get bored. And, you know, you can do... I can see that. You you get so many laps, that it's kind of like, give me something different now. It's it's, uh, It never ends, though. Uh, yes. Yeah, like, it just keeps coming at you. What I like about it is, it's like driving an oval. Yeah. You've got to be super precise. (laughs) And you got to do everything so right yeah. because there isn't a lot of. It's not like you, there you was go to a, Road America. You can make a little mistake in turn three right. and go. I'll make it up in a carousel this lap. Right. There Lime was Rock. a bunch of drivers this year that were talking about oval track setups. Yeah. And Lime Rock. Yeah. And it works. Yes. Because it's all right-handers except for that one. Yep. You can't yep. give away the left-hander, but it's a lot of right-handers. You compromise it yeah. over and over yeah. and over. But, but uh, when, you know, super ta- unique facility. Talking about favorite tracks, Sebring. Really. Now. Sebring, going to Sebring, yeah. the area is not my favorite place. Not your place. favorite place. <laughs> and, and, you know, Sebring has improved, but strip malls, yeah. you know. It's just not much there to tr- attract you to. Yeah. yeah. But I'll tell you what, I mean, a lap at Sebring is just so much fun. Yeah. Because you just got to get it just right. And, you know, turn 17 at Sebring has got more character than every other mm-hmm. track put together. Interesting. Because the line changes from lap to lap okay. on just how your car handles the bumps. And right, right. Uh, so, I don't know. They're yeah, all... 70-year-old pavement, yeah. asphalt, concrete. Yeah. All the, all the pieces of pavement there. So, here's an interesting thing, and uh, your, your thoughts on this is, like, there's something weird going on right now. I mean, well, not too, not too long ago, Watkins yeah. Glen was resurfaced. Yeah. Canadian Tire Motorsport Park was resurfaced. Yep. Road America has been resurfaced. Laguna Mi- Seca has been resurfaced. Somehow they paid for Mid-Ohio. Mid-Ohio. Which yes. they can't even paint the railings there, yeah. and yeah. they paved it. I can't believe it. Yeah, um, I don't know what's going on. Like, is it just? Uh, I think maybe they were all paved 25 years ago, and it's time. But <laughs> maybe that's what it is. Yeah, or or it's like, oh my, they're doing it. I guess we better do I, it. I think some of the pro series, which go to those places, I think they're kind of demanding it. Yeah. Uh, like, did you drive on the old pavement at Mid Ohio recently? 
two years ago in the rain was dude most of my it's the, diabolical it was it was the crazy most fun I've ever had in a oh, race yeah. car in my life but it can sneak up on you if you're not ready for it yeah yeah it, what I love about Mid Ohio in the rain is yeah. yes again I get bored yeah uh, it changes every lap yeah and you're constantly searching you never think about what's the ideal line through this corner right. it's what's the quickest way to get around this part of the track right and you know it's so just the most really, bizarre line really interesting place yeah. in the rain i think yeah. it's it might lose some of its flavor i think it is but i get real worried when we put cars in the rain out there like because uh, yeah it's a thing yeah it's a thing yeah we've been going there for 7 years now or something and it's it's spooky in the rain or it was but I'm curious how it how it is. But yeah, they're repaving a lot of racetracks right now. So you guys went to Willow Springs. Yes, we've been there three times. What do you think of Willow Springs? I love Big Willow so much, which they just resurfaced. Yes, fast. I mean that track rules. <laughs> it's nuts. I yep. drove I I drove it in a in a buddy's car. My buddy Jaime's uh, from Race FF podcast. He was instructing for us, and it was just like an eighth gen Civic, you know, with a half cage and on some like cast off slicks or non or DOT slicks. And holy crap, is that place fun? Yeah. Like, it's, it, again, a flowing, fast turn. I think it's turn eight, the last one that's eight, kind of. Nine. Yeah. yeah. Nine. Holy shit, is that scary? <laughs> yeah. I rode in, uh, in the Torco Viper, well driven by, Ke- by Kevin Burke, who runs Time Attack with us sometimes. I mean, eight, nine is nuts in a Viper. A yes. Viper on Toyo Slicks, yeah. nuts. Like, yeah. crazy nuts. Yeah. It might have been in Hoosiers, but and the challenge with it is because you're in the middle of the desert. Yeah, yeah. There's no like, there's the reference point to turn in. It's uh-huh. like I Every, think it's, it's just a bunch here. of rocks. Yeah, uh, you got to like kind of look at the fences and the buildings. You yeah, know, more than anything. The yeah. Uh, yeah, we're going back to we've we've done Streets of Willow, and we've also done Big Willow, and we're going back to Big Willow, and we're we're doing GLTC wheel to wheel at Big Willow next oh, year, cool. which I'm nervous and excited about. So. Even if it's a small field, I'm excited about it. So, you know, it's it's a fortunately, you know, if you go off the track, yeah, most places you're just going to bounce through the desert. Yeah, for you might three, tear some stuff up with the rocks. Yeah, for yeah. sure you will. But there is, uh, if you, you you've been to Streets of Willow, yeah, you know, around, you know, there's that big green wall that you drive past. Yeah. There's one spot that you can tell that they rebuilt it, and I guess it's because a Mustang went off in nine or whatever and went through the brick wall. <laughs> So you can hit some stuff. Yeah, yeah. But uh, the weirdest, I've probably talked about it here before, but the weirdest mechanical failure I've ever seen someone have was at uh, at Big Willow. And we were just doing a time attack, and it was in a Miata. And the Miata gets towed off. Uh, It had stalled, you know, out the, the dropping... You, you go past the building, come down the hill. You know, yeah. uh, I don't. I don't remember the turns. There. It was like five, five, something like six, that. seven. Um, it was stalled outside left, uh, and he's like, "Yeah, I felt a big clunk," and then he got towed in, and then we let the next session go out. Somehow the tow guys didn't see this. Uh, we got a call from a corner worker, from or not a call from a corner worker. Corner workers couldn't see it. It was right at the base, inside left, right on the line, uh, and a driver comes in. He's like, "There's a suspension piece out there," <laughs> and. He's like, it looks like a McPherson strut or something. And I was like, there's not a McPherson strut that just magically appeared. It was the entire diff and axle assembly of this Miata. <laughs> the dude didn't know that it had fallen out. But the diff broke off, and he r- rode it over. He's like, I felt a big clunk, but I, and I just didn't have any. I, I think I blew the diff. He lost the diff. It fell out of the car. <laughs> Wow. Never, never seen it before. I guess yeah. the cases on the old NA Miatas, like they can get weak on the little ears, and it broke. It bound itself up, and it fell out of the car, and it was right on the racing line. I don't know how the tow guys didn't see it, but it was right out of vision where the workers couldn't see it. Bizarre. Wow. But yeah, Big Willow is weird, man. And, and you couldn't drive it back. What's with that guy? No, he <laughs> he had no more go, no forward go. And uh, yeah, that was an interesting one. Yeah. yeah. The uh, my race control John was like, "Hey, you want to hop in the truck? There's a there's a suspension part out there. You'll get it faster than the tow guys." Um, and so I hop in our rental Toyota pickup truck, and he's like, "You should be seeing it soon." And I'm like, "Oh, I'm not missing it." And he's like, "What is it?" And I was like, "Just wait and see." <laughs> Entire rear end of a Miata, and half an axle. It was bizarre. So how many but, how many cars were you typically getting out for GLTC? Um, I think our average was around 40 this year. Wow. So the, the highest we've ever had, I want to say, is 60. 
all one class. So, wow. Um, we we did our first A main B main at Lime Rock. Oh, okay. Um, yeah. Which is probably going to be a thing at a few other events. So was that at the historic vintage weekend? No, it's at our Lime Rock Festival. Oh, okay. Yeah. Okay. Our first A. We had enough GLTC cars that it was too many to race at Lime Rock because so many Gold Pass season pass buyers like bought the GLTC ticket for that weekend that we had to sell some to the locals and then we had 50 cars you know wow so we did we did a split heat and ended up being it it ended up working really well because like the mid pack never really gets a chance to battle right they're never at the front they're never at this on the stream and they loved it and they put on a better show than the APAC so it was we did kind of a you know you can relegation promotion kind of thing yeah like if your top five of, of b goes into a and bottom of a goes into b and it, it really worked well it was really cool huh. um so yeah we're going to do that a few more times but gltc is doing well uh we're doing a bunch of rounds next year time attack was great we had a, we had a good year driver wise we got a we got a great crowd following us and most of them are probably listening to you right now <laughs> they're uh they're very loyal i i thank them for that so it, it anyway really, it really yeah. is cool about our sport the way people uh, as as long as they're treated well, they'll keep coming back and be punished by putting their cars out on the track. Yeah, yeah. Uh, spend a bunch of money to go do some things with their friends. Yeah, uh, yeah. we've been we've also been uh, doing the awards as soon as we can after the end of the competition day, which in past uh, that's end of Sunday night, right? And everybody's leaving. Yeah. Um, We've been ending the the podium competition. We've had like a last dash of time attack on Sunday for non-podium. But the podium gets set in this podium sprint session. So we're done on Saturday night and everybody's staying there. So we've had like 800 people at the awards at some of these things. And it's it's so humbling. Yeah. And it's so cool to see these drivers. Most of them are, like, are my buddies who've been driving with us for eight, nine years now. Uh, to see them like get their trophy in front of hundreds of people is just the coolest thing. Like it's, it's like humbling that I get to do that. So, you know, we were talking before we got started here a little bit about the growth of grid life and how it's growing and the number of different organizations and people that I talk to around the country that are like, yeah, you know, might've seen a little bit of growth or it's gotten a little bit worse or, you know, it's getting tougher and tougher to get people involved and right. I just keep going, yeah, you guys, go to a grid life event. Well, I mean, they're not all perfect. Um, no. But, but generally we have a really good staff, and we have, I, th- I think a lot of it is just the people the people that come and drive with us, they're really easy to hang out with. Like yeah. that, And I keep saying that at the, in, during the podium where it's like these events are really hard to put on, and we're all kind of burned out. Um, but every time I get to the racetrack it's like the family reunion that you want to go to uh and there's a crazy uncle still there uh, we got a few of those guys we have a few (laughs) few crazy nephews too um but they're like they're really easy people to hang out with they're really fun to hang out with so um somehow that culture got created uh i don't really know why or how uh but we even saw it at california and it was a lot of california drivers like we didn't know a lot of these people uh, and they were, like, I, I think they, uh, I think the California stuff is going to, it's going to work. I think it'll be good. So, so is that because uh, they heard about, I don't know the way grid life. Okay. I really don't know. Our biggest listenership for slip angle is in California. Oh, okay. Um, like by a lot, I, which I don't, I didn't know that really. Cause I don't pay attention to any stats. I don't know how many downloads we have anymore. Like I haven't looked at that stuff in years. Um, but just got too busy to care about the podcast, unfortunately. But we st- I still like doing it. Um, so obviously, but, I can tell you don't care about it because you've got me on it. So it's well, like I mean, sometimes you got sometimes you got to slum it with Ross. <laughs> yeah, yeah, is that <laughs> the title of this episode? Slumming it with Ross, dude. Yeah. Let's go. Uh, but yeah, I can't believe we did forty-five minutes already. It feels like we just sat down. Yeah. But, um, yeah, it's been a pretty good year. I'm glad. Glad it sounds like you might keep doing this in a way that will work for you. Oh yeah, so that's um, awesome. You know when I'm going to stop? Uh, when you're forced to? Yes. Yeah. When, I'm, when you're not around. When I'm, not, when I'm no longer. <laughs> well, if you can do it from a recliner, you can do it forever. Yeah, yeah. Uh, I, hope, uh, I hope you get out and uh, you still steer a race car once in a while. Yeah, so. I, you know, I, 
I, I say, you know, I don't want to travel as much and I want to be able to do, I'm, you know, I'm still having, I'm having a blast doing these webinars yeah. and yeah. that kind of yeah. online stuff because I can, I can help a lot of drivers. Like when yeah. I go and coach one driver at an IMSA race. You help one driver. I help one driver. But when I do the webinars and I write and I Helping do Helping hundreds these, of drivers. I can help many drivers. You have a lot of subscribers on your Substack too. Yeah, yeah. It's pretty rad. Yeah, I know. It's, it's, that's been really fun. <laughs> that's and crazy. To see how that's grown. And, yeah. and so I'm, you know. I enjoy that part of it, right? But I don't ever want to get to be, you know, that guy that's locked in a room somewhere, right. a hermit, right? Uh, living in a cabin in the middle of nowhere. But if you have to, you could still you can still do what you do. Yeah, yeah, yeah. that's awesome. Uh, so I want to keep doing it as long as I as yep. long as I can, and yeah, as long as my body holds up. Hey, yeah. cool thing that I just had done a month ago. Yeah, I have uh, new shock absorber uh, packers and bump rubbers installed in my neck. Yeah, so I. <laughs> two, two discs replacing my neck with artificial yeah. discs. Interesting. And it is so cool. The these little discs. They, it, it looks like a. It looks like it should be on display down really? here in PRI, like a, in the QA one booth or something. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Like it, it's it's super cool. Yeah. And uh, did you have a lot of neck pain before? Yeah. Yeah. It got to the point where my right hand and arm was really numb. Oh wow. And shooting pains. That it Pinched just, nerve kind of stuff. Yeah. 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 Interesting. Just, were just you know pounding on in race cars for yeah. so many years the disc i had a surgery on my lower back years ago and now okay. my neck said hey it's my turn now okay uh so yeah i mean it was it's really cool so it just looks like a race car part so you're neck. feeling better and better now yeah yeah that's right so you know i'm that's just gonna right. keep getting parts replaced yeah just well, like old race cars you might be you might be uh in the right time of uh you know you're born at the right time you're yeah. born in the 1400s you yeah. don't get you don't get packers in your neck yeah <laughs> Yeah. You also don't get to play with race cars, so you probably wouldn't need them. Yeah, yeah. I mean, you would have yeah. died when you were 32 from uh, diphtheria or something. Yeah, something, but. yeah, yeah. Well, I think we did a podcast, man. Uh, where do people find things about you? Speedsecrets.com. Yeah, speedsecrets.ai, all the yeah, things. Speedsecrets.ai, yeah, speedsecrets.ai. And what's the new show going to be called? Uh, it's Not the Car. It's Not the Car. Yeah, so on podcast starting in January, look for It's Not the Car. That's cool. Sam Smith, Jeff Brown, and I. That's and super cool. I'm really looking forward to people listening to that because... You know, I'm kind of always about the education piece. Okay. But if it's not entertaining. Yeah. And I think people will. Jeff's entertaining and Jeff Sam's entertaining. Yeah, exactly. So and I think they probably know a lot of things, too. And so. they'll put up with me. That's super cool. Yeah. That's a great idea for a show. Yeah. yeah. Actually. How many, how often are you going to release that? So it's going to be, it's going to be weekly. Okay. Now, Sam is on every single one. Okay. Sam, Sam has said, I'm on every single one. Jeff and I will probably be on two or three a month. Okay. Just depends on Jeff's schedule, my right, schedule. Right. Uh, sometimes it'll be awesome. all three of us. Sometimes it'll be Jeff and Sam. Sometimes it'll be me and Sam. Yep. Um, Great idea. Yeah. I love Fun. it. All right. Well, we did a show. Um, yeah. Go to grid.life if you want to see our new schedule. It'll be up by the time this is published because we're announcing it tomorrow. So uh, thanks, everybody, for listening. Slip Angle was created by Austin Cabot and Adam Jubay, co-hosted by Derek Yarbrough and production by Abram Schmucker, who mixes all of our terrible audio. If you like the show, please rate us and review us on iTunes and come and find us in the pits at Grid Life to say hello. Hello.